0: Hello, and welcome to episode 28 of George's Random Astronomical Object. Every episode, I run a random number generator to select random astronomical coordinates in the sky, and I then search for an astronomical object near those coordinates and talk about what makes the object so scientifically important. So I will now turn on the Random Number Generator. Coordinates for this episode are 12 hours, 48 minutes, 15.2 seconds right ascension, and plus 17 degrees, 46 minutes, 26 seconds declination. This points to the galaxy PGC 43234, which is located at a distance of about 312 million light years, or 96 megaparsecs, in the constellation Coma Berenices. The galaxy was discovered around 1975, and at first it looked like a fairly ordinary and boring galaxy, and people generally ignored the galaxy for a couple of decades. However, on November 22, 2014, the center of the galaxy suddenly got much brighter. This sudden flash of light was first seen in the survey called the All Sky Automated Survey for Supernovae. The survey has the acronym ASASSN, which looks like the word assassin, except that it's missing a couple of letters. The survey relies on a network of very small, robotically controlled telescopes distributed around the Earth that try to survey the entire sky every night. Since this event was detected by this survey, it was given the designation assassin 14 li Astronomers somehow did not think that the event was a supernova, although I didn't find anything that really explained the rationale for why it wasn't thought to be a supernova in the first place. Anyhow, they decided to observe the galaxy with a series of X-ray space telescopes, including the Chandra X-ray Observatory, the Swift X-ray Telescope, and XMM-Newton. They found an x-ray source at the center of PGC-43234 that had not been there before, and this demonstrated that something much more exciting than a star exploding had taken place in the galaxy. So take a couple of seconds just to think about what could be much more exciting than an exploding star, and then I'll tell you what happened. What astronomers think happened is that, at the center of this galaxy, a supermassive black hole with a mass around one million times the mass of the Sun shredded, or to use the technical term, tidally disrupted, a Sun-like star that passed too close. The remains of the star did not fall directly into the black hole like you would expect in a science fiction movie like one of the movies that I watched when I was a kid featuring Ernest Borgnine. Instead, the star became a stream of gas that first fell in the direction of the black hole and then went into orbit around it, forming an elliptical disk of gas. In the process of doing this, the gas was compressed by the gravity of the black hole and became very hot, and this caused it to produce a huge amount of electromagnetic radiation at all wavelengths. Astronomers got really excited about all of this, not only because this is literally like something out of science fiction, but also because nothing like this had ever been seen so close to our galaxy. Hence, this was an excellent opportunity to discover what happens after a black hole tears a star apart. As I already mentioned, the process caused the center of the galaxy to flare in brightness in all parts of the electromagnetic spectrum, but the center of the galaxy faded over time. However, other things happened within the galaxy, and I found two other results from the subsequent observations particularly interesting. First. Observations with radio telescopes found that some of the gas from the newly formed gas disk may have, through complex physical processes, begun to flow outwards from above and below the poles of the black hole as jets of gas. These types of jets are actually very commonly seen originating from above and below the poles of other supermassive black holes and other galaxies as well, but those are black holes where the gas disk formed around the black holes a very, very long time ago. The black hole in PGC-43234 has a newly formed gas disk, so it would be really interesting if it formed new jets as soon as it acquired a new gas disk. However, astronomers also question whether these jets just recently formed, or if they are actually left over from a much older time period. The second result, which I thought was very interesting, was based on observations from the Wide Field Infrared Survey Explorer. That telescope detected a flare in infrared emission that took place about 110 days after the black hole had destroyed the star that got too close to it. Astronomers think that the infrared light came from one or more clouds of air dust located at a distance of about 110 light days from the black hole where a light day is a unit of length equivalent to the distance that light and other forms of electromagnetic radiation can travel in a single day. What astronomers think happened is that 110 days after the star was torn apart by the supermassive black hole, the flash of electromagnetic radiation from this event reached these dust clouds and then heated up the interstellar dust to a temperature of around 1,800 degrees Celsius. This caused the interstellar dust to produce huge amounts of infrared radiation that we on Earth observed 110 days after the main flare. This type of phenomenon is called an echo, and it's very useful for identifying the structure of the interstellar medium around other objects like this supermassive black hole in PGC-43234. So that's my review of PGC-43234 and the event called Assassin 14-Li. The location on the Earth's surface, corresponding to the position of both of these things in the sky, is a place about 200 kilometers northeast of Johnston Atoll in the Pacific Ocean. This atoll is a small set of islands located slightly more than 1,300 kilometers southwest of Honolulu. The atoll was uninhabited until the 19th century, and then it was used by the military throughout most of the 20th century for things like aerial tests of nuclear bombs and chemical weapons disposal. It's now a wildlife refuge mainly populated by seabirds. The website for this podcast is www.randomastronomicalobject.com. You can visit the website to download episodes of the show, read information about the astronomical objects, view images of those astronomical objects, and send me random feedback. The audio was recorded and edited by George Bendo. The music is Immersion by Sasha Endy at www.sasha-endy.de, which is distributed by filmmusic.io under a CC 4.0 attribution license. The sound effects are from the Freesounds Project at www.freesounds.org. Thanks for listening.